This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Young Guns 2. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the fan-tailed connoisseur, piss-poor bull-roar, tough-ass octopus score, sweet-ass merchant slash whore, Justin Whitehead. What's going on, sir? Man, nothing much. Just happy to be in your presence. Take in your presence. presence as a gift that keeps on giving. You are a present. I appreciate it. How about yourself? How are you doing? I'm fine, sir. I'm rolling along. 2023. It's a good week. Good last year for America to exist. We're done. This is the one, huh? We're out of here. Are you, you a, are you a fan of Nostradamus? You know how he... No, he's full he, of shit. The guy sucked. I mean, it has, it's been proven, right, that he was full of shit. Like, I know people for a while there were hanging on his every prediction, but... Well, at least the world's gotten over buying into people's bullshit and letting it ruin everyone's life for hundreds of years. I know he was I know he was full of it when he predicted uh, 10 seasons for Amazon's The Expanse. I think he I don't know. A rock solid dude though. I'll give him one kudo. Yeah, one kudo for all his bullshit, but when he said that all food in the future would be snow caps, he nailed it. Orson Welles played him, right? Didn't didn't Orson Welles play Nostradamus? Oh, did he? I think he did. I think he embodied the fortune teller, you know? I think I'm right. James Cameron did it, right? You snowcap technology? <laughs> Maybe that's what he meant. He's talking snowcaps and he just got it wrong and he was the future vibes were t- telling him about mocap. Yeah. They were sending him warnings that He's woke up they're... dots on faces, dots on faces. I see dots on faces. I see the Lion King getting all turned out. He's a French astrologer. I didn't know he was a French man. You know, he's from the 15, 15th century. What is it, like 1503 he was born? So he's been gone for a little bit of time. Yeah. You know, R.I.P. We lost yeah. him. How, how was his COVID, by the way? <laughs> I think that would be the 16th century, no? No, it was 16th century. As I said 15th, but I was wrong. He was born in 1503, so 16th century. And when did his loser ass die? 1504. <laughs> like he, he predicted he, it, though. So He made it. His first words were, I'm about to die. <laughs> he made it 63 years, Nick. He died in 1566, and the world has not recovered. They're still talking about this idiot. Died snowboarding. This... this <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about him. 
He's on. I guess he's on the the tip of my brain lately. What was the? There was one thing. Maybe it was the year two thousand. I don't remember what it was. I remember there's one mm-hmm. thing during my lifetime people were sweating bullets about that he had something to do with. I think it was the turn of the century. Something to do with that. Yeah, maybe. He said the hellfire was going to rain upon the earth, and he was just twenty years, years off. Yeah. <laughs> I think his nickname didn't he go by the nose. All right, let's never mind. Let's move on. It went nowhere. How have, how have you been? I'm fine, sir. I saw you. I saw you uh, Sunday. Yeah, me too. I saw you back. It's good seeing you in person. Now we're not in person. We're over uh, the virtuals. But God will it, and the creek don't rise. Maybe the next one we could do an old brown wall. Speaking of brown wall, how you doing? A little trickle. Yeah, it'd be good to have it to get that in room chemistry between us. You know, uh, I started I, I, on your advice. I started watching the old man on Hulu. How, how many Jeff episodes? Bridges. How many episodes in are you? I'm five in. So there's only seven. So the worst twist ever. It's not a twist. Yeah, without yeah. spoiling it for the listeners. I I kind of picked up on it. It was so minute. obvious. Yeah, it was so obvious. But I like it, and I think she's good. I think the cast is great. It's a it's a it's kind of a. And don't you agree that the young actors playing them are amazing? You know who the young actor is that plays Jeff Bridges? No. That would be Bill Heck. Name sounds. He was in. He was in. Uh, he was really good in, in, in the. Um, the Coen Brothers kind of anthology movie that came out on Netflix. Buster Scruggs? Yeah, he played a cowboy in that. Yeah, that's where I recognize him from. But yeah, he is great. He looks a lot like Bridges, for sure. They're both, um, and the guy that does Lithgow is great. They're both great. It, it, yeah, they both, they sound like them. Yeah, it's good. It's a good show. I, I It was, like I said, I hadn't heard much about it, but I, I enjoy it. Well, it's so coming thanks back. thanks for the recommendation. There's another one Yeah. Coming? Yeah. So. What about you, watching anything? Of course. Caught out. Yeah, anything I mean, I watched Mando today. I watched, you know, I've seen all the Last of Us so far. I did not. Is give Mando up on out? It. Yeah, today was the first day. Oh, I didn't know the new one came out. It's cute. How was it? It was slight, but it was cute. It had the right. it had the uh, Babu Frick guys in it, and they're adorable. Oh, that good. scene is adorable. Fans of puppetry are going to be thrilled. There's a there's an entirely puppet section of that scene that is adorable. Are they? Did they change it at all? Does it feel like the same show? Yeah, I think what they wanted to do is make it more episodic, where they're kind of. More loose, less uh, overarching plot. I mean, apparently they fast-forwarded through a bunch of stuff. I didn't care because I wasn't concerned with the plot anyway. But it's, it's got some fun stuff. And they certainly know where their bread is buttered because it has a lot of Grogu, a lot of Pedro Pascal talking, a lot of uh, cool helmets and armor and spaceships and gunfire and creatures. Pedro Pascal, did he, does his face show up or is this still helmet only so it's far? Helmet only, but they make a point to show in the previously on section... Show his old face. Now he's only taken the mask off like three times, right? Two or three times on that show. And they also semi-resurrected a character from the first season that people like, but I won't go into it. Oh, is a spoiler? I mean... You know what's bothering me lately? I keep seeing the trailer for the new Shazam movie. I never saw the original. Why would so you? I can't... Did you? No. But there's a line reading, because you know, I watch YouTube and the ad comes up. There's a line reading, Zachary... What's his name? Levi. Zach Levi says, that just drives me nuts. He says, I just threw a truck at a dragon. I love my life. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. That it just maybe the worst line delivery since. And they use it as a Peter, these are lungs. Super zoom. I made a huge mistake when I was watching that trailer in the theater. I used Shazam, the app, during the trailer, and Shazam, Shazam, and my arm broke. It broke my arm. I love my life. So anyway, I know it's a movie for kids. We're not kids. 
But it has so. that cute girl in it from that Climbing to Death movie. What are you talking about? The Climbing to Death movie, the girl that was one of the two girls. The Fall? Yeah. Did you watch that movie? Yeah. I watched it. It's so stupid. I watched it on a plane, but I could not be bothered to plug in those shitty headphones, so I just watched it with subtitles and didn't listen to it. Well, there's probably not much dialogue on it, right? In it. I'm falling. Oh. So does did they both die or just one I'm of them? I'm not going to. When we do that, I mean, we're doing every film. We'll get there. You can go ahead and spoil the fall. Someone falls. Someone falls. Yeah, there's no way both make it. But there is a lot of, lot of body. They got. Hmm? They got. Is a the lot. director creepy? It's. I was creepy watching it. It was. Oh, the director. But the director was creepy. I'm going to blame the director. I don't even know who's in it. They're obviously, people that aren't famous. Somebody yet, right? good is on the ground. Her her dad is played by a good. Balthazar like Getty. It's like a it's like a Xander Berkeley or a Jason Isaacs or some shape like that. Let me see what the hell we're talking about here. It's it won't be Jason Isaacs. I'll save I know that. it's going to be someone. I'll save you that trouble. It's someone on the ground. That's who they got. They got a guy on the ground to play that part. So ground based guy down there. Jeffrey Dean. Oh, that's right. Thanks for you're fast. Is it not called the fall? It is called the. It's just called fall. That's why. That's why. I kept trying to show me the movie with uh, my boy. Yeah, Grace Caroline um, Curry is the cutie from Shazam. And Virginia Gardner is the curvy babe who uh, may or may not uh, meet an untimely velocity end in this film. Who's the woman in Shazam? The other one, the brunette. Grace Fulton? No, the, that one's sweetheart. Grace Caroline Curry? She's called Grace Fulton. The, what I'm looking at, does she change her name? Does she get... What's happening? Why do I, I get mean, Grace Fulton in here? I don't know what to tell I you. Get, I gotta get to the bottom of this. She got to act with Zachary Zachary Levy Levy Levy, Levy star of Chuck. Yeah, that guy always. There was always something about him that bothered me. He had a like, problematic. A couple weeks ago, he had a problematic occurrence. So he was like doing some anti-vax stuff, I think. But he also like supported <laughs> Jordan Peterson. You know Jordan Peterson. The he did Get Out. He did. Uh... Nope. <laughs> the guy, no, the Canadian guy that's always killed kind of a men, he's men's rights. Thing, guy that yeah, he's just like this ultra weird Canadian dude that a lot of dudes like white guys kind of like but he's super problematic and Zachary Levy Levi I can't I, I'll never say his name Levi Levi I wish I knew I don't care I wish he'd Levi you know I'm so tired of problematic he's like the most uninteresting person to go problematic by the way I'm just tired of problematic what do you mean we just need to not know people's beliefs and so everybody is a sweetheart that's true I want to like James Woods I want to like John Voight, but really? I hate you really? <laughs> I've never actually, I've John? always hated John Voight because his cheeks, his cheeks had too much cheek in them. I don't like seeing always, too much cheek. John Voight just doesn't, like, he's just not, like, the most interesting thing about him is how nuts he is. No, you know, the most interesting acting, thing his is His acting isn't that good. He's in a lot of great movies, though. But he's not, he, never been that good. He sure is. When he, in Midnight Cowboy, what? Yeah, and he was great in Deliverance. He was very good in uh, Heat. What was he in Heat? I don't even barely he remember. Was the, he had a scraggly hair looking like Greg Allman. He was their dealer, the, the uh, fence. He has a part in the, his character has a part in the book, the new book. Did you like that book? Yeah, except for the reader. The reader, I'm doing the audio, and the reader is a night terror. He has the, you know, remember when Miguel Ferrer would do movie trailers, voice? Yeah. He, has, he does that entire book in that style. Oh, that's tough. Wingro takes it home. You know. That kind of well, shit. Well, great, though. Wangro's in it. Uh, Kevin Gage. No, Ke- Wangro is not in it, but I'm saying, like, that's the voice he uses. Wangro. I'm going to spoil heat. Wangro, busy. Well, isn't it a prequel and a sequel? It, it is a sequel and a prequel, but Wangro, busy. 
Actually, Wangro might actually be in the book, if I'm not mistaken. I think he is. I hope so. He didn't make it. I don't know if you knew. Did you? Movie. You know why that character lost a lot of its coolness? Because he was cool as shit. The Grim Reaper's with you tonight. Remember that? But he lost a lot of his coolness when they in the book they give you his full name. It's Wayne Brady Grow. Wayne Grow. That that actor Kevin Gage, he had like a whip last year. He was in Heat, and then he was in the D. Snyder movie, like at the same year. Strangeland. Yeah, or like around the same time at least. I don't know if it was the same year, but I think he's one of those actors we got to see go bald in real time. He's one of those actors that Kevin Gage is like, man, I hope I differentiated myself enough so people would not think I was in Silence of the Lambs. You know? He looks... A lot like Jodie Foster. <laughs> Kevin Gage. He's got a cool name. That's a cool cowboy name, actually. I'm trying to see when Heat was and when... Strange. Let's see if I zoomed it correctly here. Strangeland, 1998. Heat, 95. 1995. Yeah. Damn it. It was close, though. There's a term they use in children's acting studies called Kevin Gage. They call it the Kevin Gage, and it's, it's a, they basically test kids how easily they could say, no fair. No fair. <laughs> Do you think he's on the set of Strangeland talking about working with Bobby D? Fuck yeah, he is. To, uh, to D. Snyder, and who else is in that one? Brett Harrelson, which I, I think is Woody's brother. Am I wrong? I have no clue. I think that's Woody's brother. Woody has a brother? I know his father killed JFK. I think Brett Harrelson is Woody's brother because he's in The People vs. Larry Flint. He's in Kingpin. Holy. He's in Now You See Me. We just super unearthed. Is he his twin? What's going on? He's in... At 22, Harrelson followed his brother Woody to California. I came to L.A. to starify, he says. But he didn't find the same success as his brother Zoom in. <laughs> Zoom zoom in. I want him to yeah. die just for saying starify. That's something that like Woody Harrelson could get away with. Not yeah. Brett, though. Not Brett. <laughs> I wonder if he's on the socials. I'll have to check that out. What if he's into henna? He's got, he was trying to be like the henna part of the family. You got a hemp guy. I'm the henna guy. Look at all these he painted turned, tats on me. He turned to race car driving, and then he gave that up. Yeah, I think you read that wrong. He works at Racetrack. Oh, never mind. In, in 2020, he produced, he co-produced Son of a Hitman, a podcast series. Here we go. He's back on top. Never mind. Finally, somebody making a podcast. <laughs> Got to get in the podcast space. When are we going to do another podcast? We should have like a couple at this oh, yeah. point. Yeah, let's a, do two. It's charming. It's a charming thing. Barely do let's one. Do, let's do two. <laughs> let's do two. And that podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is Movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We double fake a silverback, get laser tagged as fuck. Get tits up, swallow swords like all-you-can-eat swords, like buffet-style eating sword. Learn to speak walrus, kick food, reinsert ram like it's going under, wear leg warmers in the naked city, bottle up mountain rocks, fill a telescope with our shit, <laughs> and go shoulder-deep into a candy man, work the old innards, touch the solar plexus of a dude from the entrail, get all wet, watch a movie through a set of hard, multi-faceted zirconian eyes that have been pierced by the nethers, seen the dark side of space, and the bright side of tomorrow. Watch a movie. Do those bitches peep out? Understood? Swole. See what makes or breaks. Share with the likes of the listeners. So if you're talking about play it to the bone, speaking of Woody Harrelson. I'm talking to see where Woody butt punches Antonio to ass death. Talk about the little moments. Today's film today, loaded with them. Now let me rewind a little bit. You mentioned shit. Filling a telescope with shit, <laughs> which is incredible, which reminded me. 
I flashed to something, and I don't think I've ever told you this. I don't think I've told many. I was ripping myself for repeating the same stories in the podcast and to you for decades the other day. This one's a new one, I think. When I was in fifth grade, I had a crush on a girl, had her picture, didn't want my parents to know, you know, like a little school picture, and I hid it in my telescope. I unscrewed the little glass, whatever you could, in the telescope, and I, I hid her picture in there. You know it's probably that, still in there. It's probably still in there if we have a telescope at home. I just thought of that. You know what? If I could find that telescope, I would bronze mm-hmm. it. I would bronze that bitch. Why? And I'd have a little plaque at the bottom, Justin's mm-hmm. first super zoom. <laughs> Nick, I was embarrassed to have a crush. Were you ever embarrassed to have a crush? I bet you weren't. Sure. I mean, I have them all the time. I've got one right now. On? I mean, whatever. You know, that watch I'm wearing, this drink I'm about to fin. <laughs> you have a crush you have like immediate crush on temporary things is that what's happening i mean i guess everything is a temporary thing but yeah it's deep no I, of course i used to have crushes and i you know you get crushes and then they speak and then you you're, you're over it fifth grade man that's 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 a, a kind of a wild age to have a crush that you hell no a it picture ain't. on a telescope no way really when was your first you had it was before that first grade i there was yeah there was a oh yeah you remember her name or her name was Tiffany. Okay. Let's look her up. What's she am, doing lately? I am catfishing her right now. Mine was Kelly. With an I. No. Huh? I think it was normal. Anyway, you know, look. That was a long time ago, Nick. But so was Young Guns too. Nineteen ninety? I think it was ninety It feels like ninety to me. I think it was ninety ninety one. Because the first one was in eighty nine, right? So ni- no the first one's it says nineteen ninety. When was the first one? You can't zoom in ah, this hard need, this pal. fast. Cat is already here for his fucking pound of flesh. He's so cute. It's the best. Come on. 88. First one. 1988. So then this... That movie was such, such a success. They got the gang back together who was left. And they made themselves a sequel. And let me say, Nick, they made themselves a superior movie. One of the best sequels in comparison to the original I can think of. Took the charm of the first... And then actually made a pretty movie. Looks good, like you pointed out to me before I saw it. An interesting movie. Everybody's better. Everybody is better. And they got the secret sauce. They got more than one secret sauce in their They defense. hedged their bets. They got a lot of secret sauce, but they got one they giant do? tub of sauce. What did they do right they just got, to ensure their, that this movie would be a classic? They got William L. Peterson, baby. Mm-hmm. But they hedge the dick out of their bets with, let's go through this cast. I mean, let's just get all rich in it. I'll, I'll start. Tracy Walter. Scott Wilson. We got Alan Ruck. You do have Alan Ruck, who, who's just about to end his uh, career high. Succession is, they're, they're, they're pulling it. They're, the creator's done. That sucks. You got Jenny Wright, star of I, Madman. Who, who you this. love. I do. You have Vigo Mortensen. Couldn't believe he's in it. You got Brad Whitford, not Bradley. You got Brad Whitford in here, but that's the same person. You've got one of the best names in Hollywood history, Leon Rippey. Yes, you do. Playing Bobby or Bob. You got your personal favorite actor, Robert Nepper. Fantastic in this movie. You have the miracle known to many as Christian Slater. You got a very dapper and handsome-looking James Coburn in this. Surprised to see his mug show up. You got, like, R.D. Call, or whatever his name is. Who? Played the D.A. He's a great actor. He died, like, a couple years ago. He was great. He always rem- I always used to get him mixed up with another actor. He looks a lot like another actor. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea who that is. 
he was the guy who was the DA. He was Who, the, what DA, what scene was the DA in? I don't even remember that. He was the guy that was told that told Billy in jail he was going to hang him. He's the guy who hires he's a major character. I'm looking. What's his name again? R.D. Call. Died in 2020. Oh, he was great. Yeah, he was great. That's what he's we, in a lot of stuff. That's what Winona Ryder called the her pre-pro for Alien Resurrection. She did some call R&D. You got Leifer. Yeah, Lou Diamond. You got Emil. Yeah, and Charlie Sheen came back. <laughs> got Balthazar. We do have Balthazar Getty. Now, how... I have we thought about him for a while. Have we done a Balt film yet? Have we had the pleasure? I love That's him. That's a I, tough name to pull off. I love me some Balthazar Getty. You do, huh? I love him. Why? White Squall, this, the oil fortune. I love that guy. He's good. Lord of the Flies. 48, 48 years young. It was funny because he reminded me a whole bunch about, uh, he reminded me of Charlie Sheen before yeah. this. And then he played... The Charlie Sheen role in Young Guns 2, which was amazing. He filled that spot in the batting order. Not really working lately, Nick. Balthazar works if he wants. He don't need to bow. He'll, he'll work if he wants. Do you think he gave up his Hollywood dreams? No. Works when he wants. Anything else is a waste of his time. Works when he wants. Balthazar Getty. Great name. First name's Paul. I'm seeing if he's got socials. He really... Okay, he is part of the Getty fortune. I didn't know that. Don't have is to he? work yet. Good looking dude. Yeah. Can still kill it. Four upcoming projects. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, he kill does it. have upcoming. Killing it. Yeah, I had no. Remember, he had that affair with Sienna Miller. I did not remember know this. No, it's got a movie. Did and he is was it, he really? was still married at the time. Yeah, but it's Sienna Miller. I mean, come on. She's like, I gotta get on me some Balthasar Getty. Every film he's in that's upcoming features real people in it. So really, Balthasar killing it. He working. Directed by Australia's own Jeff Murphy of The Quiet Earth. I know. Did you ever see that movie? Of course. I don't remember it. I was furious. Went there and there was sound. Pissed me off. <laughs> Who's in it? Now, Brendan Fraser's not in that movie, is he? <laughs> no, it's an Australian movie. I thought I thought there was somebody in it recognizable. Earth. You're right. You're right. God, what? How are you so right? Is he is he in it? No, Bruno Lawrence. You're right. <laughs> we have don't we've done me. a Jeff Murphy film. I forgot. What do we do? Under Siege Two. Mm-hmm. Dark Territory. He actually did a couple sequels to movies that he didn't originate. Like, he, he didn't did, do the first one. He did Dante's Peak, though, so he is on fire still from that. Always hireable, thanks There's to the Dante's third Peak. sequel that he did. There's another sequel he did. He did He did Free Jack, which went well. Oh, God, he did. He did Fortress 2. That's right. That's the other one, Fortress that's, 2. That's a tough, that's a tough sequel to do. Who's Fort- in Fortress 2? Christophe Lambert. I mean, he's in the first, but who, who else is in it? Because the first one has an incredible cast. Christophe Lambert in part two as well. Yeah. Don't don't be acting like Fortress is good and matters and and that and anything with Don't be acting like it doesn't matter. Directed by Stuart Gordon, rest in peace. The first one's fun. I would never I hate Sick. Christopher Lambert, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, you're right. There are some um, fun people in it though. I mean, one Wells, of our favorites is in it. Vernon one Wells, of our favorites. And Clifton Collins, Collins, Collins. Mm-hmm. Tom Tolles, Jeffrey Combe, Kurt Woods, Smith in this. Kurtwood Smith, the bad guy in that. Yeah, I, I I cannot stand Lambert, so I didn't watch it. Don't blame you. So tell me about this movie. What's your hi- history with it? Love it. Saw it in the theater many times because I worked at the movie theater when it came out. Always found it to be a charm. I forgot that this movie was not well received by critics or audiences. When I thought it, it made money. It wasn't a hit. And, it, and it, it's a markedly better movie than the first one. And it's so polished and it knows I'll give credit to John Fusco I guess but they built a brand with that first movie and they adhere to that brand and they double down on where it worked and it has its own identity this series has its own energy that's very right it's hard to pull off it, 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 they throw a lot of stuff in this movie and it works 
Great dialogue. And great dialogue. Emilio, like his his character, obviously is the hero of the movie, but he's also like insane. So he's just like this insane person at the center of both these films that everybody circles and kind of tries to pull away from, including Pat Garrett. Like he, who I guess the premise of this movie really is that Pat Garrett, um, who was who famously supposedly killed Billy the Kid in real life, was once part of his gang and then separates himself from Billy the Kid to then track down Billy the Kid to make a name for himself and can't quite bring himself to kill Billy the Kid. You know, so it's a very strange premise or a very strange story, but it's good. Like, it's actually it's actually interesting. And Vigo shows up just when you think it couldn't get more interesting. He comes up and cools up the joint. And I love know? his accent. Yeah. He's got his own little accent there. And Emilio, I make fun of him, but he's a movie star in this thing. He is a movie star in this movie. That should not, I should not, those words shouldn't come out of a person. They really don't make his character, like, heroic, really. You know, like, his character is very problematic in both movies. But I like Um, the way that they scheme in this. They do some some trickery, and it's mean, and people die because of it, but it's charming somehow. Yeah, I know. So how does it kick off? It kicks off very, like, kind of interesting, I think. I I think that's very memorable to me, because I remember that part in the theater. You're not expecting it. It starts, like, when does it start? Like, in the 50s? A period in time where there are cars. I don't think it's the 50s. Yeah, I think it, it's... Let me look. You see this old man that kind of just is walking through, I don't know, some brush? He has a horse, right? Doesn't he have a horse with him? You know, you see this man figure walking with his horse, and then all of a sudden you see a car. And then Brad Whitford runs towards this figure, and you realize it's Billy the Kid as an old man. And so that's kind of where it starts to take place, or he starts to tell a story to Bradley Whitford, who doesn't believe he's Billy the Kid. He starts to tell a story of how he's, how he's still alive. That he's that he's not dead. So yep, you're right. 1950. It's based on a true story of uh, a person that actually claimed to be Billy the Kid that a lot of people think was. Yep. Anyway, he starts to tell the story and how he kind of escaped his fate. And I was making fun of his old age makeup. It's fantastic. Yeah. Apparently, Emilio. Uh, they didn't want him to do it. They wanted to cast an old person. Uh, Emilio wanted to play the old person, and he he hired like a makeup artist to make him look old and convinced the producers to let him have a go. I think it works okay, actually. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. But what I like about it is like, I think like we talked about the writer, John Fusco, he's an interesting writer. Like he's like kind of- Just put Martin Sheen up there. Save some dollars. Put Martin. Martin Sheen wasn't old enough yet. You'd still have to put him in old age makeup. Mocap, Martin Sheen. We quickly get back to a fresh-faced Emilio Estevez and gang, and what's going on with them? He's sleeping, and you know his his big thing is he wants to be pardoned, right? Like he was promised Billy the Kid, old old Billy the Kid wants to be pardoned because he's dying. He starts to tell the story. Who do we see almost right away? Arkansas Dave Rudaba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do see him, but who else do we see almost right away? Pat Garrett, William L. Peterson who was horrified that he couldn't wear his signature loud colors and weird clothing because he had to be... He still manages to make some odd fashion choices in this, but and he's looking... He's got, like, almost at the beginning, he's got, you know, sideburns, some long-ass sideburns that pop out. Almost got a mullet going on. He's looking outlawish. I was reading the trivia, and the reason they cast him, they didn't want him to play the part. They were going to get pa- Patrick Wayne back, but he fit on a horse perfectly. He didn't have to open his legs to fit on a horse. They're like, let's just hire that guy. So you bring up a good Zoom that Patrick Wayne played this character. John Williams' son played this character in the first one. 
did, is there any reason that did they did they say why he didn't come back? Well, they had a choice between William L. Peterson or Dick Suck. <laughs> but they're like, we got the most bow-legged man in Hollywood town. Put him on a horse, horse built. So after we see this gang intro, they cut to a classroom. Who but appears as a teacher? Skurlock. But Doc Skurlock himself, Kiefer Sutherland, and he's doing this weird thing where he's holding up a card in class with a letter on it, and then asking kids to come up with words that start with that letter. Well, he's teaching like, exchange so, students. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he? he he's like doing he. He has the word, the letter F, right? Mm-hmm. Then I don't know if is that the only one we get before there's he's. There's another one. Nabbed? I don't remember what it is, but yeah. You can't zoom in. But yeah, so he is. He's walking around the room, help, oh, help, attaching. You know what? He, he has an M, and he turns it upside down to a W, or vice versa. Remember? Right. So yeah. I did zoom what in do, without looking at the movie. That's incredible. You remembered. Been fun if he, but the next letter was U, and then C, and then he's about to pull the last letter out, and then they arrest him. You know? Yeah. If I if I had. The, the screenwriter's ear, I would have given him that bit of advice. Why don't we do something for the audience here, you know? And he would have been like, what a great idea, Justin. It's going to be a classic. And these guys barged in, barge in and they, they they arrest him. They do. Are these Pinkertons? I don't know. I hate that term. But I think they are because they're all dressed the same, looking all boring. Let me zoom in on the student that Emilio is initially helping, or that Kiefer is initially helping in that scene. Mm-hmm. Let me zoom in on that student. Yeah. The most beautiful green eyes you'll ever see. What are you talking about? That kid, the little boy that Kiefer's teaching at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Beautiful green eyes. Striking. I was too busy writing notes. Obviously not about that, that M that got turned upside down. I did write it. I have this down. I had, he turns it up to a... What do you think? He turns it up... To, does he turn it up to a W or turn it to an M? I think it starts as an M. He turns it to a W, and then one of the kids pantomimes the movie Witchboard, and, he, and Kiefer's like, you're right! You nailed it, by the way. This is exactly what he does in my notes. But what I'm saying is we, we learned Doc Skurlock's first name. Papa you remember what that is? Josiah. Yeah, I think they mentioned it in the first one, too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's always quoting his poetry in the first one. That's right. He, Yeah, he's, you're right. You're right. What do you think of... They decided to do this weird thing with Emilio is they, they have him narrate some scenes as an old man. I love it. What this? <laughs> I love all of it. Because he is—he actually speaks to things that are happening when he's not involved, which yeah. I love. He's talking about stuff that... He's talking about Pat Garrett getting hired by these folks... Emilio wasn't there, but he's talking about it. And when Doc Skurlock rides away from Emilio, Emilio narrates him coming back. So what, can you do an impersonation of Emilio's old man voice? I got scars. I got scars. And then, let me quote Isabel Furman. I got scars, guard. (laughs) Define got, did she? I wounded scars, guard. (laughs) By the way, you made a joke last episode about did he survive, and then I shared with you a Facebook memory from like 11 years ago where you cracked that joke. <laughs> I told you. I got nothing new. It's so good. It's like seven years ago. But no, that, that's great. I mean, we, it's still undetermined. We will solve this at some point. we got to watch it again. Soon episode. Is, there, is there a director's cut? I would love to see if they had an extended scene where we can really tell. What do you think of this movie? It has some hanging chilies. You notice that? You're talking about when Emilio gets out of the tub? He gets out of the tub and... One, he gets out of the naked bed in this. Yeah, he gets out. You do get to see his ass in both. That's though. one of the things. Young Guns doubled down on that, on his ass. You think he's... he's think, you think he's still hanging that out pretty good? Sure. 
Yeah, I, th- I bet it looks all right. He and, he and he also dives into a pig pen again in this to get away from, you know, shots and stuff. Yeah, yeah a lot more confident this this pig pen dive. Mm-hmm. Zoom in. So what's going on here? What's the premise? We haven't talked about. Well, really there's a gang. The gang now consists of Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh, played by Christian right. Slater, Patrick Garrett, Emilio Estevez as William the Child, mm-hmm. and it, uh, that's pretty much it, right? And they're a little gang. Yeah, and he's running around without Lou Diamond. He's running around without Kiefer at this point. Yeah, the thing. Both I'm, those guys have been arrested and thrown into a holding pen, like but, under kind of a hole in the ground. By Leon Rippey. Mm-hmm. He's working under the orders of the, obviously, the governing bodies there in, Je- uh, was it Jefferson? What's the name of the town? It's yeah. Jefferson County, maybe. It's The town is the, has has a name. Zoom in. So the governor, is it the governor that, that, that invites Billy the Kid to talk to him and says, look, if you turn evidence against a certain group of people, the Murphys or whatever, from the last movie, we're going to grant you a pardon. You are zooming so way ahead. Go ahead. You fill in the blanks here. So the beginning scene, Emilio is pretending he's asleep. Oh, my God. The beginning scene. And these great, these guys come up to steal his trigger finger and kill him. And then the gang ambushes them. That's where you meet all these guys. And Mm -hmm. I noticed it begins a trend of horse damage in this movie that is pretty heavy. Horses get their asses kicked in this movie. They get get dead. They get dead. They get shot in the body. They fall down. Mm -hmm. They fall down many cliffs. They get trampled. It's awful, but I read during the during the credits, you know, everything's okay. All horses were harmed in the <laughs> making of this. Every horse died. There's a cute scene where they they kill these guys, and you get to see a little bit of everybody shine. They give these guys a proper burial. Did you remember that part? Yeah, they start kicking dirt they on them. Just em. kick a little dirt on them. It's so cute. Amelia um, gets shot in the leg in that scene. They all get shot at weird and and are fine with it. Yeah. What's that about? Not in that scene, but over the course of the movie. What's what's up with that? They use light bullets. They don't do much. When they kill know, somebody, they kill them to death. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They they don't get fucked. Yeah, and then the other thing I wanted to mention is, yeah, we meet Balthazar. They, there's this town that, that's sort of their HQ. If this were a video yeah. game, that's where they would go to sleep and save the game. <laughs> and Balthazar's this little ragamuffin there who wants to be one of the gang. Tracy Walters wants none of it. One of my favorite lines from this movie ever, always is when Balthazar is trying to talk about Billy the Kid. And he calls him the Prince of Piss. I know. What I, was he trying to say? Though? Prince of Pistoliers. He calls him the, pris- the, the Prince of Piss and does not finish the sentence. And Emilio looks offended. It's such a cute moment. He does finish it though after he stumbles. Right. Yeah. But not before Emilio gets a little butt hurt about it, which I think is delightful. And mm-hmm. then there's a line. Obviously, yeah, we find out that the governor wants. To pardon Emilio, or so we think. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And he is visited by our buddy Pat Garrett in that scene, which is an adorable sequence. I don't remember if it's William L. or Emilio that says, you're boshing me, which is a term I've never heard before. I think it's Emilio that says it. I love it. He also says, heavy steps, Patsy. No, oh, he calls him Patsy, reason. which I think is adorable. Yeah. They make a joke about this woman from their past. Do you remember her name? Which I, I love. I love her name. It's Paulita Maxwell. Oh, okay. Paulita that's pretty good. John Frisco killed it with that name. You never heard that, huh? <laughs> now you're right. Emilio realizes he has no one he could trust in this little makeshift town and, and, and decides to go where you were in the story. So go ahead. Yeah, well, he's talking to, the I think, the governor and, and making a deal to kind of testify against people that he's, you know, warred with in the past and that killed his, you know, in the last movie, killed Terrence Stamp, his mentor. Yeah, and he's still sore about it. Anyway, but this is all a trick to get him to come to the town and they imprison him to hang him. Did you sort of feel like, what a sucker, to kind of believe any of that? I mean, you kind of, yeah. 
but you know, I'll, I'll you help you out. Eat. Absolutely. But he gets to have some uh, white cake with the sweet frost. Love it. Eat yeah, the governor. And I'm with him, by the way. I'm with him. The choice between those two snacks, white cake. Yeah, what was the other one? It was like, like a, a chocolatey chocolate bullshit. Yeah. Amelia. Uh, so as this is happening, as as he's kind of trying to getting caught up in the, he doesn't know this is a trick yet. He's kind of impressing the governor's people in the same town like his gang is underground like two of his gang members that he doesn't know his ex-gang members chavez e chavez lou diamond phillips and, and doc skurlock <laughs> and, and chavez is talking to skurlock talking about how they're going to hang him but it'll just be br- a sharp pain in the neck and then you'll die and then you go off to the spirit world <laughs> and uh Kiefer does not like it. he doesn't like it and <laughs> doesn't want to doesn't like it he doesn't know they're there because he's he's imprisoned right he's been in prison because they basically use it as a sneaky time and that's where we meet Artie call but in his beloved old man voiceover ancient Emilio drops a super zoom about why he's yeah. able to escape so much do you remember yeah he's got small hands big wrists which would have been a great name for this movie it's like white hunter black heart this movie almost had like a weird subtitle to it it had something to do with leather hellbent and on leather hell bent or and le- yeah yeah should have used it movie would have done tons of biz that sounds like a yeah. john bon jovi uh, lyric that they probably and maybe you're right because john yeah, apparently he, d- he he wrote a whole album's worth of songs for this i i thought i just remember the big one blaze of glory which was an excellent song but i, mean, did, I really love that did song. you listen to it during the credits of this yeah of course i thought it was an excellent song in my head then when I heard it, I was like, this thing is toothless. I thought it had more. Oh, you don't like it? I used to love it. I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, it had yeah. more nuts to it. I mean, no, but I remember at the time it was, like, pretty good. Yeah, but John Bon Jovi's brand is, like, fake tough. It's sort of like Richard Marks. It's like that fake tough. I needed yeah, it. Richard I, Marks, never tough. But he was Richard fake Marks? tough. He was fake tough. He was trying to Maybe. tough out. Kenny Loggins, Richard Marks, Bon Jovi, fake tough. Fake tough as hell in their music. These guys are about to get hanged out, and, and Leon Rippey is having a blast telling them about it. Gets his head right. spot on, spat on by Mr. Emilio. We're, a weird thing for him to do is to spit on Leon Rippey's head in broad daylight from the roof. Would it probably ruin their plan if uh, Leon Rippey made even a cursory search to see who may have spat on him? It's a movie. So the lynch mob arrives to, to deliver street justice. And it's a very Star Wars stormtrooper rescue kind of thing that happens here well so yeah these guys come in like the the lynch mob and, and leon rippy is excited he's like oh no the lynch mob is here oh shoot you guys i guess we won't get to hang you they're gonna hang you know so that he knows they're coming he's gonna let them take away the, these guys and, and kill them he doesn't want them to have a trial Mm-mm. and so he's like uh and so but who is this lynch mob it's the but. gang it's the gang of dudes they're pretending to be a lynch mob, and they're going to rescue our boys. And they do. Well, they super do. Yeah. Oh, the best, the best line. One of the best lines in this, as they're doing, is that as they're as uh, I think even Billy the Kid like plays a trick. He has a he has like a, a mask on, like a, a hood on, and he goes up to Doc and he's like freeze, and then he reveals himself to be Billy the Kid, and he goes, "How's your?" He always is doing this. He's like, "How's your drawers, Doc?" Like he's he wants to frighten them. <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> but anyway. Another lynch mob shows up in town, and I think Amelia goes, it's the real lynch mob. He does. He says it in such a high-pitched voice. <laughs> Let's get out! That's pretty good. And he's still giggly, and that's another thing I love about his performance, is it, he's a very giggly Billy the Kid. Yeah, but he gets fucked, because he's way upstaged by Christian Slater's delightful giggle. Because one of 
Christian Slater's back then one of his little things he would do is add a little laugh to the a- end of a sentence and mm-hmm. it's wonderful when he pulls it off there's two in the scene where, where Balthazar Getty tries to join he basically joins the gang and in the scene where uh, Nepper happens he gets a couple of them ga- those Slater giggles in yeah yeah it's adorable there's a scene where he's another, he's always fucking with Doc uh, Billy the Kid and there's a, so they all they still have they're still in handcuffs Chavez and and um or at least Kiefer is. There's a scene where Kiefer has his his chain around this rock, and he's trying to hide his head behind it. So then, uh, Billy the Kid could shoot, but he keeps Billy the Kid. He's pretending like he's not going to be able to aim and hit. Like he keeps hold still, Doc. And then he does this backwards roll and uh, and and shoots the chain apart. You know, like. But I just love that he's always like basically <laughs> threatening Doc's life. Yeah, but th- like joking about it. That's one of Kiefer's best scenes, though, because he is so impatient, and and Emilio is trying to talk sense into him. Or at least talk motivation mm-hmm. to him, and he's like, "Why'd you shoot the chains, Billy?" He kept. <laughs> he like, just keeps being like such him. a dick. And you know, Kiefer. By the way, we were hard on him in the last episode because he truly plays the worst character in that movie. I think. Yep. Like he, at least part of the gang, he's a lot better in this movie. Like he's more comfortable. He's funnier. He's more charming. He's not whipped in this. He doesn't have the woman. Yeah, the the his love interest. Although he apparently is married and has a kid, or was. Wonder if it was a widower. A widow. Does he say he's a widower? No, he, no, she's about to be a widow. She definitely is, within yeah. days. The dynamics or great, months. and and adding <laughs> adding William L really is magical. He's yeah. a little older than those guys, I would guess, but they just seem like a really fun little group. I mean, Slater is cocky and thinks he's the leader, and he's totally not. It's a running joke in the show. Emilio's mm-hmm. insane. Even Lou Diamond is sort of chill. He doesn't have a lot to do in this, but he's sort of chill. Everybody is just comfortable in their own skin in this movie, I really feel. Yeah, he, him and Dave Rudabaugh, him and Christian Slater, they get into it a lot. He, Christian Slater plays like the kind of the racist and doesn't want this tender foot, as the movie keeps telling us, around. And and um, at one point they have this drag out fight and he puts a knife through uh, Chavez's arm. And the reason I guess they did that, did you read the Yeah, trivia? he broke his arm in real life. Oh, Lou Diamond broke his wing. And his kneecap, you know, got dragged by a Oof. horse. Yeah. That's Scary. a good scene, uh, though. That whole scene is really good. The fight, yeah. Because they're at an Apache graveyard and Slater wants to steal some bones and Lou Diamond's like, nah, uh. And Don't even a, go in there, I'll kill you. And he does it anyway. Yeah, and he, yeah it's funny because um, Slater says, okay. And then he instantly goes in there and Lou Diamond screams at him and they have a battle. And actually, I like the fact that because they portray Chavez as this amazing knife guy in the first movie and in this to a mm-hmm. lesser extent, he doesn't win. Like, Slater actually kind of gets him in this. And I like that right. because normally that character is the one that the, the movie likes to poke fun at the entire time. But I think the movie loves Slater as much as everybody else and. He has a good little scene there. Yeah, there's a couple... But basically what happens is now there's more to this crew, and this is when William L's character, Pat Garrett, starts to get an inkling of an idea that maybe he can turn coat, become a turncoat, and he he becomes sheriff, right? No, no, no. He doesn't... No, he doesn't become... He doesn't... He's totally with them. It's it's at... They go to... No, no, this is pretty quickly after after, after that Coburn scene. Well, the the, Cob- the Coburn scene. So what they go to. So they, they go to James Coburn because he uh, is a, a rancher who is sort of in cahoots with Terrence Stamp's character. Right. And that's a fun scene where he's a dick to them. They're a dick to him. Some people die. Coburn is just eating up the scenery like a madman. Yeah. And I, I love it. There's a scene where 
he's got two guys. Coburn's two of his guys show up, and Emilio says, uh, "Which one to use the faster gun?" And Coburn's like rolling his eyes. He's like, "I've seen this shit before. I know what you're gonna do." It's a really cute scene, sort of like an Indiana Jones scene in a way, or a snake, right. yeah, more yeah, like yeah. a Snake Plissken scene, where he's like uh, with the can in, in Escape from L.A. Draw. Uh, anyhow, well, he throws his. What he does is he throws his gun in front of him, steps back, and tells the guy to draw. Yeah, and then and he's like, "Dave," and then Slater <laughs> shoots the daylights out of the guy. My favorite line in that scene is when he kills. They kill the dude, and then the other guy is about to, and then and Emilio says, "Drop Sam Colt." I know, that's amazing. It's so cute, and then Coburn basically tells him to piss off that he's dead, and Emilio. Do you remember what Emilio's response is? To James Coburn, playing hmm. playing Chisholm. I wouldn't give a bucket of piss for your future. <laughs> Adorable. I did write down Mr. Chisholm is what they call him. Yeah. It's a John Wayne movie, right? I don't know. I think that he has got a connection to he played Pat Garrett at some point, I think. Who did? Um James Coburn. Okay. And some other movie. And that point a Easter egg. Th- Yeah, they go but yeah, they have gone back to their and this is they've they've lost Pat at this point. They go to that back to their home base to recharge sleep and save the mm-hmm. game. And Pat Garrett intimates that he's not gonna go in this last run and he's gonna buy the place and turn it into a restaurant. He's not trying to right. turn coat on them. He's just yes, he is. tired of the run. He's not turning on them. He gets recruited. That's what he's, he's not. He gets recruited. He's yeah, not. but he he does turn turncoat. Yeah, I was just fast forwarding. to I know, the but 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 you made it seem like it was his decision. I think he gets his hand forced. He doesn't get his hand forced. One hundred percent, he gets his hand forced because you you th- okay. So they bring this gunslinger, a known alien, a known associate of Billy the Kid, in. They give him an offer to become sheriff of the town, and and, and this yeah. and a thousand bucks and all this stuff. What happens if he says no? They're going to arrest him and hang him then and there. I thought he just, it just, I mean, that's true. I thought he was a little bit ambitious, though, in that scene. He kind of saw the light, what these guys were selling him. I think, well, didn't seem. I think he, he knew he, that uh, uh, Billy the Kid's days were numbered and that anything to, to distance himself from that. Yeah, but I, I don't treat him as a turncoat necessarily. I treat him as an opportunist. And actually, the movie. I'm not throwing dirt on his name. For God's sakes, it's portrayed by William L. Peterson, the true hero of this film. <laughs> Fuck Billy the Kid. And by the way, mm-hmm. you want to talk about thirst. When he comes out of that room with that black uniform with that badge, mm. thirst. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. That yeah. He get trimmed up, trimmed up the hair. He's got that William Curl going, little mustache. He's mm. trimmed all of it. He's looking dapper. Yeah, he puts on a black multicolored trench. sweater, corduroys, Adidas. No, here's the thing, Nick. What Here's what won me over about Slater's character that differenti- differentiated him from the rest of the group. He talks to his horse. He does talk to his horse. And no one else does. No one else gives a shit, doesn't have a relationship with their horse. You believe this? The Slater does. He absolutely Yeah, does. he says, do you believe this to this horse? And then, later, his horse gets killed. I'm just saying that it's nice to see someone pay a little attention to their horse. Right. These guys have no connection to what they ride. I think that needs to be explored. I think cowboys must have had a huge connection to their horses. Yeah. These guys just, these guys just look like they're just a bunch of movie stars riding on... No named horses in this. That's dominant. That's Toretto's charger right there. What are you talking about? Yeah, you got to love on that bitch. Except Vigo. You know what I'm saying? You know Vigo named his horse Hidalgo. Come on. He named his horse something. Vigo's super strange, so I'm sure he. Is he strange? Super strange. Apparently a stinking stinking individual. What do you You mean? You interviewed him for Hidalgo for me, did you not? I did not. I never met Vigo. Who did I have? I had somebody interview him for Hidalgo. It must have been Steve. It was Steve. But 
a, a stinking man, apparently. Apparently not a deodorant guy. And on the Lord of the Rings set, apparently he was a stinking man. I mean, when you're that good looking, I guess you can pull it off. So What's he got? How's he How's he doing? He's got four upcoming. Vigo is a stellar man. He was just in that new Cronenberg, Crimes of the Future. He was in 13 Lives, too, which is supposed to be really good. Very good. Very year. good movie. You saw it? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Him and somebody else is great with him. And that's Colin. Colin Farrell. Yes, yes, that's a great movie. Yeah, I heard it's really good. It didn't get a lot of attention. Well, it was a straight to streamer, right? I think it came on Amazon or something. It was. Need to watch it was it. wonderful. It was wonderful. It was stressful. I didn't know yeah. that story. I didn't follow it because obviously it's not white people. So I was surprised when I watched it, and Howard killed it. Like that's. I'm going to make a weird comparison. Remember when I said how okay. much I love Michael Bay's. 13 hours. Yes. Which I still do stand by to this day. This is Ron Howard pulling a 13 hours, man. He strips himself with all those Howardisms and just tells a story all rot and ripped. So Vico has a, another movie coming out as a director. What did I he I told do? you about that. He directed that one two years ago with Lance Henriksen. Right. Kind of a personal. Yeah. Guess what? Guess who he cast in his new one? Who? Lance Henriksen. <laughs> God, it's you know why? Because Vigo fucking rocks. He's the best. You know, like... Come on, Kasten Henriksen twice? So you got De Niro, Scorsese. You got Smith and Muse. <laughs> you got Mortensen and Henriksen. Holy. That's the best news I've heard all day. I uh, Maybe they're father and son. You got Gibson and Caviezel. By the way, um, in anticipation yeah. of at some point in the not too distant future us getting rough and rotty, I watched the trailer for Noah. <laughs> Is it terrible? It's something. Did you hear? You heard about this? The hell scare with Henriksen, right? Mm-mm. So hospitalized. They, at least they took him to, overnight to the hospital. They had an ambulance came to the set of the movie uh, Henri- that uh, that Vigo's directing, and and they had kept him overnight for observation, but he was okay. He was released the next day. You know what happened? He was in a starring role. Vigo, Vigo got too close to give him a direction. <laughs> Henderson passed out from the smell. <laughs> you can't do that to an 82-year-old man. Take a shower once, Vigo, you know? Here's what's funny about that whole thing. It is literally one line in a paragraph in hundreds of pages that I read about Lord of the Rings. It is one, it's mentioned once for maybe one sentence, and it's never left me. It's the Jesus wept of Lord of the Rings ancillary literature. The unforgettable line. Did you hear that the next day that Vigo Mortensen, the ambulance came to set, took him to the hospital overnight for observation, released him the next day? You know what? Do you know what happened? He cast Lance Henriksen in a starring role. He walked in. He w- walked in the bathroom and saw a bar of soap. You know he's called Hollywood's hypocrite, right? That's his nickname. <laughs> Who Vigo? Yeah. No. Yeah. He named his dog Speedstick. Huh. I bet he washes. So they. this is where the movie kicks into hyper-overdrive. They go right. to a new town, White Oaks, where, mm-hmm. where your girl has a whorehouse. Jenny Great... What's her name? Jenny Greathouse? Something Greathouse. That, that's her name in this. Jenny Greathouse. I don't think Jenny it's Jenny. Wright. It's not Jenny. It's, something Greathouse. Yeah, something Greathouse. And she does have a great house, and she shows it in this thing. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember. Never mind. <laughs> her name is Jane Greathouse. Thank you. That's a zoom in. Also, yeah, they make also her show her, uh, Tarzan's girl. last line of dialogue. <laughs> Why is last? Because she slammed the door. But the <laughs> so they they all show up at this whorehouse, and what does Kristen Slater call sex in this? <laughs> it's too much. 
<laughs> Too many things going on. What, what is he called? Sex? Yes. I, I didn't. I didn't write it down. He goes. My boys would like some bunda upstairs. <laughs> All right. And I thought Shmi Skywalker was going to show up. That's an astonishing thing to call that stuff. A little boon. I guess so. But then the boys all get run. And, and we get to see a 14-year-old break his cherry, which I didn't think was something I needed we to see. don't get to see it. It's implied. Well, we get to see him cleaning it off afterwards. We don't. Oh. It's implied. I, now well, we, if you watch the Criterion, featuring film commentary and dick wash sequence. We didn't get to the part that um, Amelia leaves a little present for Pat Garrett. Do you remember what that, it is? Yeah, of course. It's a shot-up newspaper. But there's something else in this. Oh, he, a, a ball bag. Yeah, it's a tobacco pouch made out of a buffalo scrotum that Pat had given Billy the Kid. Amelia, had given Billy the Kid, and Billy Kid has no problem <laughs> leaving that item behind as a threat, but also maybe, like, maybe you shouldn't have got this for me, you know? Or maybe we're, we're, we're Dunsky. Like, this is, this is you know, it's mm-hmm. giving him his college, you know, jersey back, his college jacket back. We're done. In this... House of Prostitution. Of course, Kiefer's in the bath, and he's serenading a uh, prostitute with some poetry of his that, own. He, that he wrote. Yeah, um, over the mountains of the moon. I got the subtitles on for this. Down the valley of the shadow, ride boldly, ride. The shade replied, "If you seek for El Dorado, what do you think?" Beautifully read by me. But he, he's the the prostitute asks him who wrote it, and he he tells her he wrote it. You know, he doesn't tell her he wrote it. He gives his birth name, but never elaborates that it's him. Oh, really? Well, maybe she knows. She doesn't. I thought that was a very nice thing, very germane thing for him to do. What, they bragged about his, his own writing to her? He didn't. He shared writing that she thought he was quoting some famous poet, and he didn't own it. He's like, by the way, the, 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 the person who wrote that analed you just now. She says, why, that is heavenly. I, let me zoom in. Mm-mm. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Auburn hair. She was being kind. But yeah, Balth- Balthazar does get it. Does. I don't think Alan Ruck does. Oh, He's part of the gang we now. We don't see him getting it. I th- I'm sure he got it. I don't know. He seems very polite and kind of His nervous. wife died from the pox ages mm-hmm. ago. He mentions it earlier in the movie. He is. Right. He might be the roughest of them all in the, in the sack. Are you kidding? Henry? You think so? Oh, yeah. Henry. Yeah. Henry's looking for a cowboy name, by the way. Yeah. He gets one. He, finally. You got to earn yeah, you got to earn that, Billy Kid says. You can't just get it. You have to earn it. He gets it. But he rejects it. The so who comes in? Who who comes in as the boys are chilling in this? So the, after they've gotten their bunda, they are, mm-hmm. are downstairs with the with the delightful sluts. And um, a, a group of people show up, led by Robert Nepper, Hollywood's own star of Prison Break, star of Our Dreams. And he is a delightful mustachioed guy in his youth, perky as shit, playing a very, like, pulling a Billy Crudup here or something. He's being all cute. Yeah, looking young. And he and he is playing a character named Carlisle. Right. And he is basically, the town does not take to, what is, there's a, there's a sign outside. The sign outside says, uh, we do not tolerate, we will not tolerate scum. Right. Which Balthazar Getty yeah. takes to heart. That's true. And so, then, no, what happens is this guy comes in, he says, look, there's like basically these guys want to kill you guys. They know who you are. They want to kill you. But if you give me someone, if you give me, for example, yeah, this is the sheriff. He's like, if you give me you know, the Indian, the, the tenderfoot, 
then let them no, no, kill the, him. The Indian, not the tenderfoot. Doc Scurlock is the tenderfoot. Is that true? I thought I, I the thought, definition I of thought... tenderfoot is someone who is uncomfortable in the prairie, like, who is not adept at being a cowboy, basically. Oh, okay. So that, that's what they're calling Scurlock. Yeah, Scurlock is the tenderfoot. Lou Diamond is the Mexican Indian. Yeah. He zoomed in. I'm 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 idiotic. So anyway, so they said, give me give me uh give you know Chavez, and then I'll they'll be happy. Billy the Kid says, okay, here you go. No, he doesn't do that. What does he do? This is the scene we're talking about where they do a trick that is mean as hell, but very charming the way that they do it. Because before that happens, Mm -hmm. when they know that that Carlisle's outside, Amelia says, look respectable, guys. Because they're all, like, being all silly. And then he comes in, and they are looking like a 60s sitcom household. A few guys around the table reading the paper, looking cute. Two guys sitting and staring at the fire. Everybody is all adorable. Yeah. They look respectable. It's a very cute scene. But yes, very what they do cute. is they say, well, they're going to get their Indian that you're requesting, just not how you like. Borrows Lou Diamond's hat, strips the shawl off of his shoulders, dresses up Robert Nepper as a to look a little bit like him, sort of, and then gets those guys up in a furor about him coming out shooting, and they push him out, and he gets shot Six times to sixty death. He gets shot. He gets shot a lot. Zoom in, and then they get sad that they killed the sheriff and then leave. That's a cute scene where they're like, you know, the guys are debating it. But there's a few things that happen that are delightful. All right. Nepper says he does things law way in that scene, and Emilio's huh law way. He's like law way, which is a term apparently he's farted out by mistake. Adorable little scene. And then the other thing that happens, which is a lie, they push him out there. He gets killed, and then. Old voice, Emilio. No, oh, I wrote this down too. It's incredible. What? No, tell me, because I think we're gonna we're not the same thing. I think we are. No. So the old voice says they pinned that one on me too, but I never fired one shot. Of course they pinned it on you. You killed them. But of, basically, but of right? course he did fire a shot. He shoots a dude's hat off to start this whole fracas. <laughs> he lied. He's like I didn't fire a shot. He fired the first shot. He, he pushes him out, shoots a dude's hat off to cause cra- craziness. But yes, that's a great scene. There's a scene right before that that has Vigo's best line, though, because Pat Garrett kind of finagles this uh, newspaper guy to be his his biographer. Who was an actor in The Long Longtime Companion. Did you ever see that yeah, movie? Yeah, he's a great actor. That's a pretty good movie. That movie. Guess who's in it? Dermot. Dermot's in that movie. He is in that movie. Jack Kehoe. He's also in um, uh, Midnight Run. Right. He, they take this guy, and, and, and typically, you think about Saul Rubinek played a character like that in Tombstone, or I think. No, in Unforgiven. Yeah, he played a writer. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that, there's, that's a, and there's also one in Tombstone or Wyatt Earp that's sort of this annoying... Anyhow, so you think this guy's going to get killed, he's going to cause trouble for them, and he ends up saving everyone's life. On, in yeah, because pa- he, he could... Speak uh, Apache yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he th- they think that William L's gang disturbed that gravesite that Slater and um, Lou Diamond were having a fight in. Did but, you say that? Yeah, that, well, I didn't say that, but that's what that's the scene. And but, so then, yeah, he but, saves him by speaking. But what happens? Patchy. What's a super zoom about his character before we? Before? He always is shitting, <laughs> and the, and then Vigo is always like, "We got to ditch this dude because he's just shitting up a storm and he's slowing." And he's us never down. heard the the guy uses the term. I have to have a movement. And Vigo is mystified by what that means. Yeah, he goes, I have to have another movement or something. He's like, what the... And William Bell's like, he means he's shit. He's shitting. Yeah. And then what happens after that guy saves their ass speaking Apache? Vigo says in the coolest way, I think I need to have a movement. Yeah, and then William Bell agrees. It's such a cute little moment right there. But Vigo, like, says it cool. Of course he does. He's Vigo Mortensen. It's a laugh laugh line, but it's, like, super cool. Yeah, I mean, the the screenwriter could not have asked for a better delivery of that. Of that joke. And then William L. says, only thing that smells worse than his shit is you. 
you stinking Denmarkian-looking guy. <laughs> what a delightful scene. And what a what a great time for everyone involved. Vigo, okay, yeah. now I want you to imagine this in your mind's eye. Imagine a film where it's just Vigo and William L. playing these mm-hmm. characters, delivering justice in the in the frontier. I mean, it's incredible. Now, Vigo was in a western called Appaloosa that's quite good with Ed Harris. I've never seen it. It's quite good. Maybe we need more of that. Like, this this guy. Is there anything Vigo yeah. can't do other than shower? I mean, like, he is such a good actor Works with everyone perfect. Amazing in History of Violence. Amazing in everything he does with Cronenberg. Not always great movies. He's always great. Eastern Eastern Promises. So incredible. good. They, so good. They just, they just, I think that they've been trying to make a sequel to that forever, and they just got, again, rejected. It's officially dead or something. That's too bad. I would love to see it. That movie's great. It ain't better than History of Violence, though. I think it might might be. Who else is in? Your girl. Old Jowls. <laughs> Who? Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts? Yeah. She's in it. Um, Vincent Cassell's in it. Love him. He said something problematic recently, too. What? What did he do? No, don't what say it. What did he do don't recently? Say He's got his own show that just hit uh, one of the streamers. Yeah, with um, Eva Green. Yeah. Vincent Cassell lost Monica Bellucci, if I'm not mistaken. Guess who's dating her? Not me. Think about the worst possible thing to have happened. Okay, hold on, hold on. Jared Leto. I'll give you a hint. No, I'll give you a hint. Eva Green. I'll give you another hint. Helena Bonham Carter. This man's got a type. Tim Burton? Yep. Fucking what? He's the Pete Davidson uh, of directors. He might be right. I think they are dating. Now, Monica Bellucci, obviously, no longer a spring chicken. But if there is... Be- she's a beautiful woman, though. If there is on, anybody though. in my living history that was as magnetic as her, I haven't seen it. Oh, you thought she was the bee's knees, huh? Oh, my God, yes. I haven't seen her in much. I remember seeing her in Brotherhood of the Wolf. Which just got announced as a special edition. Shoot em up. Matrix. Uh, she's in that love story, Irreversible. I never saw it. I, I did see the movie that she. It kind of made her famous. The foreign language film, like set in World War Two yes, or something. Got Remember a, that one? It has. Uh, there's. She's wearing a red dress on the cover or something. A little. Yeah, I think I saw that in the theater. Come to think of it, but I haven't seen much of her her work. No, um, she's like Tobin Bell, sort of. You you just want you don't a little goes a long way. I think performing. Right. There. Pat Garrett shows up to Jane's great house, her great house of prostitution. And he burns that shit down. Not before reminiscing a while with her, which I thought was rubbing it in. Yeah, and he. She like gives throws compliments at him. She's like, I love having sex with you. And he's like, I don't I don't I don't do that no more. Anyway, he puts a hat on a bear. Do you notice that? Of course. There's a little there's a little bear head hanging on the wall and he puts a hat on it. Uh-huh. His hat. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Yeah. You know, if William Mel wants to burn down the house, I guess that house should be burnt down. Uh, you know? I could not agree more. Well, I mean at this point, they're hot on the heels of our boys. Mm-hmm. The things obviously the third act is always the least exciting act. Has the most action, mm-hmm. it's mostly you know, it's the least satisfying. That's how it works. Third acts in movies. You gotta tie everything up, least satisfying. So there's gunfights, people get shot a lot. Horses going over hills. Horses go down hills. That's, I think that Pat misses or warns them or something, and Vigo's kinda like, You want him to get away? Like he's kind of on to like Pat Garrett. He's like, Are you sure you want to kill him because it doesn't really seem like it and they did manage to get old Balthazar yeah. well there's a scene where it's like the scene in, in Born on the Fourth of July where, mm-hmm. uh, where where Tom Cruise probably is involved in a friendly fire incident because the sun is you know it's the silhouettes of people's bodies in the sun person is shot doesn't go well. I think he may shoot William Baldwin in that scene in this case William L has two figures in his sights they're both small because Balthazar's a child and Emilio Estevez is a pixie 
shoots the wrong one. He does, and um, and Balthazar's dying on the ground. He's got, Spitting he's blood. Like he's having me. a rough go. And um, What is Vigo's amazing line? Take your medicine, son. So good. Vigo's so good. They should have his own movie. <laughs> it's so it's good. great in this. <laughs> it's like they, they just shot a 14-year-old, and he's he's too cool about it. Take your medicine. You're out of here, kid. <laughs> and he says it like kind of sad, too. Like He knows how to play it. He's so good. And then does he also say, "Well, that's a well, that's a start." Some uh, something like that. Yeah. You know what this movie needed? You speaking of Top Gun in the volleyball scene? Oh, it needed like you know how the sequel had the 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 beach football yeah scene. This movie needed another peyote scene. I'm not gonna argue that, that need that needed they needed to have that be a staple of these movies. That's why Garfield that they, got canceled. What do you mean? They went peyote. His agents demands were too much. <laughs> so, but do you agree? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it, wouldn't that have been great? Here's what's Let's have a, another peyote scene. Here's what's amazing about a peyote scene. What what where they could have done? If you have a peyote scene in Young Guns Two, you have right. full artistic license to bring Charlie Sheen, Terrence Stamp, Dermot Mulroney, and Casey Shamasco back in fucking dream sequence. That's so good. It's such a great idea. How do you I, not do yeah. it? I want Terrence Stamp wearing like a bishop's outfit. I want Charlie Sheen somehow speaking backwards like the character in Twin Peaks. I want Casey Shamasco wearing a, a clown suit from the future. And I want Dermot Mulroney exactly as we left him, looking all dirty and Steve. You know? Jumping towards a cave. Leaping out of the cave and then firing his gun. And then debating on the size of chickens. You're right. A peyote yeah, scene would have made this not only better than Unforgiven, but perfect. Let me just throw another idea upon a top of this perfect idea, right? So they stop and have this peyote scene. They have this incredible dream sequence, right? Like these dream sequences, it's fun. They leave. Pat, Garrett, and Vigo roll up on this site. Leftover peyote, they take it. <laughs> and that influences William L's wardrobe in every film since. <laughs> Better yet, they do peyote, fall in love, find a cave, settle down, and that's all we need. Those two guys in love, tripping balls, sometimes tripping over each other's balls. They're all pretty ro- broken up over Balthasar's death, and Billy's going through his stuff and he, he takes out a jar of marbles cuz it's just reminding you this was a child and he still had his toys with him or his beloved possessions, and he, what does he do with that jar of marbles? He guesses at the number of them, and he says, I think I'm right. Now, he throws them against the wall in slow-mo mm-hmm. somehow, because that's how good Billy the Kid, kid is, and, and they shatter. And then Lou Diamond is out there cutting his hair, because he's so just demolished. Dave uh, Rudabaugh. Having a soda. He he's like, who's missing? <laughs> I don't care. But Kiefer's like, you're starting to believe your height, Billy. You killed this kid. You said we're going to Mexico. You fucked us around. He's looking exactly like his dad in this scene, by the way. Donald Sutherland. He looks so oh. much like his dad. Well, touche, because Emilio's mm-hmm. looking just like his dad in that scene. <laughs> and by the way, Balthazar, yeah, when he gets shot, looks just like his mom, Estelle. Exact. As they're grieving, who rolls up on this grief site? <laughs> Pat. But the Pat Garrick clan. And they start... Kiefer's like, he's mad, he leaves, he immediately gets shot in the chest when he leaves and he stumbles back into this little, uh, you know, half house that they're in, mm-hmm. hiding out. Man, he's not looking good, he got shot in the chest, right below the heart it looks like. Chavez cradling him, kissing poor Keefe on the eyelids, <laughs> stroking his 
legs, mm-hmm. putting a flower in the bullet hole. <laughs> but yeah, he Kiefer wasn't looking too good, but he's like, give me my guns. And they start to shoot and fire back at the Pat, the Pat Garrett clan. What happens? They uh, Most of them die. No. Oh. One of them dies. That would be Kiefer. Kiefer jumps out of the house again, kamikazes out of it, and then lets the, the gang... He kills no one. Almost he, all the gang get he away. He kills zero people when he get, in his big heroic moment. He gets shot a bunch of times, and then he kind of has a scene reminiscent of Charlie Sheen. He kind of does the head bobble of death in the first one. Lou Diamond is mortally um, wounded in that scene. So you're saying that nobody died, but he's mortally wounded. No, no, he gets shot, and then... No, he gets shot a little bit later, I think, trying to get away. Amelia gets trapped in there. He can't get out. But the, most of the group gets away. Remember the, whenever they're all pinned down there and um, Amelia turns into Dave Slater, he's like, Dave, what do we do? It's your it's your gang, Dave. He starts to pin it on Dave finally, letting him have the gang. And he's like, it's not mine? I don't think you appreciate Slater enough in this. I love him. Okay. That's another time Pat Garrett kind of, Amelia's about to get sniped and he fires like a warning shot beside his head. Yeah. Like he really is trying to not kill him. Anyway, they capture old Billy the Kid. Dave Rubenbach gets away. Chavez is wounded. Alan Ruck goes back for him. That kind of stuff. Yeah. All that stuff's happening. Yeah. And then how does Emilio get out? Jane Greathouse helps him. That's right. Hides a gun in the outhouse. And he's in there. There's a fart. Like, he's in the outhouse, and there's a fart now, noise. They make, and he I, giggles at his own fart. I thought he was making a fart sound. I thought they were fr- frolicking in there. I thought she was in there, and they played around with each other. No, no. She hit a gun in there. I know she had a gun in there, but I thought she had some fun in there. I don't think she's in there, I think he no. gave her a, a, I think he did her in the shitter. And the, the, the sad thing is this guy's guarding him. This, this guy, his name is Billy, kind of likes Billy the Kid. Yeah. And um, Billy the Kid, like, puts it, you know, holds him up. I think Billy kind of likes him, too. He's Wasson-esque, and, that guy. And he has to kill him because the, the guy won't. He's like, just put your gun down. He won't. So Billy has to kill him. Yeah. And then the movie shifts anyway, to his perspective on the stairs dying as a spirit horse comes running up. No? No, that's later for the shop. Oh, okay. So the bunch of this st- stuff happens. He, you know, like, Amelia gets away. He kills Leanne Rippey's character. He escapes again. You know, Pat Garrett's a little bit annoyed about it. Doesn't like it. Billy goes back to, what, Tracy Walton, Walton's place or whatever. Whatever. They're having some kind of pinata party there with, like, a Humpty Dumpty <laughs> pinata. Some crazy shit happening. Uh, she meets Chavez back there. Chavez, like, on just fake walks nose, out does the Humpty dance. All sorts of weird shit. But Chavez leaves... And he goes to like kind of slow mows himself because like, he's shot in the side, and he and he goes lays in the uh, grave graveyard, and that's when you see that spirit horse who later played the um, the horse in Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Let's zoom in. Okay, same horse. Anyway, you remember the name that Billy finally gives Alan Ruck's character? Speed Stick. Buckshot George. He hates it. He said, "I'm Henry." I, you know, that's not a good cowboy name. By the way, Alan Ruck performance a little flaky in this. He just doesn't get much to do. He's always good. Performance flaky. When he's talking to Coburn, performance flaky. You stole my hat. He tries. He's young. Okay. Somehow Billy gets laid, like with ten minutes to go. What do you mean somehow? Who gets it? Gets the, laid, but the 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 woman steals his guns. That's what you call Damn, it, man. It's a setup. It's a setup. Oh. It's a setup. And then what happens? Patsy confronts Billy. Yeah. And he's like, they have that little scene. Billy turns his back on him. You hear a gunshot, but. Is he dead or not? No. You don't know. And guess what? I guess not. Because old Emilio. Remember what this guy's name was? This 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 old man that proclaimed to be Billy Brushy the Kid? Brushy Bill Roberts. Brushy. You know how he got that name? Yeah. He brushed his teeth like five times a day. Oh. Carried around a toothbrush okay. everywhere. He had it hanging around his neck okay. so he wouldn't forget. Okay. Used exclusively crust. Has teeth whitened. Oh, okay. 
back then. They have like a little outro where they're talking about what happens to the lives of these characters, just a few of them. What happened to Billy? What happened to Pat? What happened to... He said he made a fortune. He he sued Pixar and they had to change the name of their robot character. What happened to... Dave Rudabaugh, but they also have the one fight. They they go back to visit Jenny Wright's bare bottom to make sure to get that back on screen. Mm-hmm. They do for no reason. They do for one reason. Yeah. Well, for one reason. Anyway, go ahead. It's a love. I killed it's it. It's a lovely movie. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's charming. The actors are at the peak of their game, and it's a shame that Jeff Murphy didn't get to make more movies because he's talented. He, he can shoot the hell out of some film. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think they get across the point that like. Billy's got a death wish, but he's the only one that's not that doesn't die. Pretty much, it's kind of interesting. Super interesting. The super zoom. <coughs> and I, ho- I hope. Did you watch the credits? That's all you gotta ask. Oh yeah, there's some credits in the movie. How many names you get? Seven. I got more than that, but I won't. I will not say. I got a couple ones. Give me though. an initial. I mean, the first one I got is S J. Don't have it. Six dough juiced. What? Yeah. <laughs> in this. There's a picture for the Florida Marlins. You know we had a return. Which one you- we had a returning visit from a, a name that we had last time. Well, Vanderbeek, a, a different one. Boots Sutherland oh, was in this one too. Yeah, I saw. All Boots. right, I'm going to give you BP. BP. Yeah, don't have it. You don't have Bernie Pock. <laughs> that was a cute. I got NC though. NC. Wonder if they were 17 making when they made this. Nigel Clinker. <laughs> in here. What an adorable name. It's not a bad one. DC. DC. Yeah. Dixie J. Cap. Dixie J. Cap. You can't forget to put the J in there. I didn't want to give it away. What about C-N- CK? CK. Mm-hmm. Don't have. So what happens when I have a bunch of Oreos, Nick. Cookie crumble. Cookie nap in this. <laughs> what about your favorite two letters together? The SS. <laughs> I didn't I don't have that one. Sunny Skyhawk in this. <laughs> this is like a Zelda character. <laughs> MCP, Mike Chewy Papas. He was in the first one, too. Was he really? Yeah. What about BS? Just good old BS. Bud Stout. Kind of Bud Stout. Bud near. Stout in this. <laughs> I got one that's just kind of for me and you. BV. Reminded me of Vartan. Billy Velton in here. <laughs> kind of remind me of Michael Vartan. I had to put him down. I know it wasn't that exciting, but Billy Velton? Sounds like a singer. An unassuming little guy. You know, J.H. just takes everything to heart, but he's a winner. I, I like, I have it. I just want, do you, should I say it or should you say no, it? No, I have it. I mean, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Why don't you go? It's Jeffrey Hurt. He's in this. <laughs> What a cutie, that little guy. You get anybody else that's great? I don't. I had one guy I wrote down was Chief Buddy Redbow, which I thought was kind of a cool name. But other than that, I, I think that's it for us. Look, that sound you're hearing, that ain't the sound of a weed tumbling. That's a drill, man, putting ink into flesh. Got to get a right. tattoo from Young Guns, too. What you doing? I mean, I mean, I hope we're both doing a similar. I think we are. But I'm getting a tad of William L. Peterson, for sure, as Pat Garrett. You know, maybe with a shotgun... Resting over his shoulder, looking in the, and I, I I'd get it, not Pat Garrett version. I, I, or, you know, Pat Garrett later. I'd get Billy the Kid gang version, you know, with the wild sideburns, crazy hair, looking duff, and I'd underneath I'd say, give him hell, William L. That's what underneath. What do you think? It's amazing. Give him hell, William L. By the way, listeners, pay attention. After this episode, you're going to hear 
the song William L from that's right. me and Micah and from Steve what band? Package. Me, Mike, me, Micah and Steve. Package. That's your first. That's your first band. That's my right? first proper band. Yeah, I had I had yeah. two before that, but yeah, but this is the one that from back in the day that we brought back. But yeah, me, Mike and Steve, a beautiful song devoted, written about William L. Peterson. But yeah, so you're right. Our our kind of minds were in the same place when it came to tattoos. Mm-hmm. So I've got Balthazar uh, doing uh, reverse cowgirl with the hooker, and it says he's 14 underneath. So that's a tattoo you're getting. Yeah, it's 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 Balthazar Getty reverse cowgirling with the girl hooker mm-hmm. on my shoulder, and it, it says he's 14. And then I have in like child's script handwriting 0.5. 14.5 because he brings it up in the movie and then wow. and then our the whore, whore, the madam says uh, that's there's a lot of experience in that half a year so glad you remember. she does say that in the movie yeah. doesn't she yeah look movies over credits of roll but lo and behold there's a stinger at the end what you got right. after Young Guns 2 mine's pretty simple we're back in that White Oaks town a few guys are gathered around Carlisle it's the next day you know the, the Young Guns have left town They've, they, they've, they're left to deal with the results of their mayhem, and William L. has already left town after having doused the whorehouse and all that. And one guy's kneeling down there, and he goes, Boys, I have got a pulse. I got a pulse on Carlisle. And you see the collective face of the town just wash over with glory and joy. He made it. We got a pulse. On Carlisle? Every bullet. What's that? Every bullet hit a button. <laughs> He's fine. Who's Carlisle? Robert Nepper. Is his name Carlisle in the movie? Yeah, he, ma- he made it. Carlisle did it. <laughs> every, every, every bullet hit a button. Shot like four, 40 times. And then you see the, the town tailor salivating. I'm about to get paid. So mine's similar. Post credits, you see Kiefer's form left by Pat Garrett's gang in the dust. Blood everywhere. You see his arm move. He starts to get up on his knees, stumbling towards the camera. Cut to Chavez in the graveyard. Rewinding on the spirit horse goes backwards in the image. Chavez gets up, the eyes pop open, stumbles forward, Towards the horizon. Dirty Steve Stevens wakes up underground. <laughs> In the first movie, his skin starts to reform over his skeleton. Puts a pinch of chewing tobacco someone kindly left in his coffin. <laughs> Twixes his, uh, his gum the, and cheek. The slip in the lip. Starts to work on the top of that coffin to break out. To prepare for Young Guns 3, my friend. Day back. Even Dirty Dave. What is it? Dirty Steve Stevens? Yeah. Dirty... Skeletal. So Steve Stevens. That's your stinger track. and the sequel. No, that's the sing. That's just the. That's the stinger getting ready for the oh sequel. Oh my god, this is a delight. They can bring everybody. And back. What's the sequel? And then they cut to Casey because escrow has Moscow. formed a bond with the money room, and you got the green light. It's, no, I'm just saying. Then they cut to Casey Samosco's gravestone. And it just it's <laughs> unmoved. Just stays on it. <laughs> but what is your sequel? Well, it's just a. I mean, of course. It's a Back to the Future type movie where, you know, like a Michael J. Fox-like character goes back in time to try to save, to prevent the death of Pat Garrett, who was killed by a 21-year-old. You heard about mm-hmm. this, right? Like over a land dispute or something? Cool. Later in his years, murdered. <coughs> goes back in time to save Pat Garrett. 
Not because he's Pat Garrett or gives a shit about the West, but God damn, he looks a lot like William L. Peterson. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so what I think would be great, actually, is if William L. Peterson played the Michael J. Fox-type character that goes back in time to save his look as a lookalike. What do you think? Face sake. Yeah, I love it. You know what it could be like? The Gemini Man. Or Looper. Yeah, yeah. That's my sequel. Pretty good. What about you? Mine's... Look, I mean, how has it not been done? It's a remake boot kind of thing. Young Guns... It's called right. Young Guns 2K. Young Guns 2K? Yeah. Okay. And they've got the surviving members of One Direction, BTS, and Westlife to play Young Cowboys. What's... Oh, wow. Yeah, and they go at it. I think this movie, I think you're, there's a new kids on the, remember New Kids on the Block? I think they, they did a Western recently. No, they did. Some of the, <laughs> act, some of the actors from it. I'm not kidding. Donnie Wahlberg? Hold on. I think, I'm not right, I'm not wrong, I don't think. I think that, they, like, a couple of years ago, they did, like, some weird Western. There's no way. Yeah, but they didn't get, trying to f- they didn't get Westlife involved. What? They didn't get Westlife in there. What's, I don't even know what that is. A prominent 2000-era boy band. Westlife. Yeah, man. Westlife. I'm not seeing it. I hope I didn't hallucinate this. Oh, they're Irish. Maybe it's in sync. Westlife. And I got some good news for you. They disbanded in 2012, but they they came back. Sci-Fi made a zombie western with members of NSYNC, the Backstreet Boys, and more. Are you kidding? Who did? Sci-Fi. Well, so it shows that this is a great idea. Yeah. Maybe they could pin these guys against those guys. Maybe get Menudo in there. Donnie Wahlberg was not in it. Oh, I don't think the one the the one person with an acting credit. Look, oh. you've been given. Wait, you haven't done your sequel, have you? I did. Okay. No, wait. It was very um, not memorable. Can you remember it? See if you can remember it. Oh yeah, the Back to the Future. Um, yeah. Look, you've been given the finance to have your own business associated with Young Guns Part Dia. How you spend that hard earned? I might just, I don't know if this is the thing, but you know how old sitcoms had laugh tracks? Like, they, they, they still do it every once in a while, but not as much. Kind of telling you where to laugh. Mm-hmm. My business would, I would replace those laugh tracks with just Emilio's cackle. Can you imagine watching, like, episode of, like, <laughs> old episodes of Friends? Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll throw, like, as he's laughing or throw one of his lines in, I, I'll make you famous. You know, something like that. Just put some lines in yeah. instead of the laughter sometimes. I think that that would probably be a pretty successful business. Moving on. What about you? Uh, Daddy's Whorehouse. Uh, it's going to show up in various towns. Mm-hmm. And it's a perfect recreation of the White House or the White Oaks Whorehouse. Except White House, too, is fine. <laughs> it's called Daddy's Whorehouse because I didn't want to, you know, name it after that mm-hmm. thing. And it's just really clean on the inside, very immaculate, very interesting, you know, go in there you pay for some bunta or whatever it's called <laughs> what's it called you pay for some bunda? bunda and then lo and behold the all the handles and the doors have disappeared all the windows have disappeared mm-hmm. and it's all of a sudden it's skimmer ink <laughs> did you see did you see that fuck no there's no way you saw it yeah <laughs> I'm interested. I, I'd watch it. I've, I've talked to a friend who saw it recently, and he, he said it had some interesting ideas, but it was just no. Anyway. Yeah. What's your biz, biz? Or did you already tell me one? I did. To see if you can remember it. <laughs> I'll give you five seconds. Can you remember what it was? <laughs> you can't. You could remember Back to the Future, but you can't remember this. Think about it. Just try. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Buddha. Uh, uh, friends. 
Oh, that's right. His laugh. Laugh track. His laugh track, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, look, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of Young Guns 2. What shape does your performance take? Now, I did this before this, before we did this. I, I ran some names into like a name generator because I wanted to get a good character name. This is the, one of the names that came up. I'm Grover Oddstick Bridges. That's my cowboy name. And I roll into town screaming, I don't know what you've heard. <laughs> I don't know what you've heard, but it's wrong about odds, my odd stick. Let me set the record straight. <laughs> I don't know how I got pinned with this name, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm screaming it. And I'm looking for, and I also ran these names into a fantasy name generator. Chaos, Chaos Dark Rouge, Jackal Anchor Slayer, and Tsunami Raven Mourner. Jesus. These dudes that fuck with my boat. That's who I'm looking for. <laughs> for some reason, when I ran these names into this fantasy name generator, they just had given me aquatic shit. I guess that's a big part of the fantasy world. Anchor Slayer, f- for no less. My man's hitting the very strong part of the boat. But that's what I'm looking for. And I have to set the record straight when I come into town. Nothing wrong down there, guys. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm fine. I'm above average. Please don't think anything less of... I don't know how I got odd stick. Should be great stick. Constantly trying to set the record straight. All right, try to remember what I just said. Did you go? <laughs> go ahead. What's yours? What's your character? So I am the worst uh, prostitute at the. All right, go. Work, working at white at White Horse or whatever White Oaks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a total of six fingers, and they're all currently in myself because I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand what I'm supposed to, I don't understand my job. I'm not good at my job. I don't think that would, I think there would be plenty of people that would pay to see that. But I'm alone. I actually have, Oh, there's no, I'm locked in my own room with all six fingers currently employed in my person. Okay. And I am not marketing myself to anyone. Right. And I am not even enjoying what's happening. Okay. That's where I was. I was about to ask a follow-up question. So this is something. It's very forensic. This is just it's very forensic. Accidental. And I am you could I'm pa- the I have a pa- I'm pal I have very pallid. I look dis- disappointed in some choices I've made and I am mm-hmm. you know and I hear I hear the call. All right, the boys are here. Come on down with the boonda and I misinterpret that as an opportunity to get myself a sweet nap. Lock my door. Cookie nap. I turn the neon sign hanging over my bed off. Just get tough at sleep, you know. Six fingers, huh? Six of them. And they weren't shot off. It was like some gunslinging thing, you know? Uh-uh. I just... It's like the Princess Bride. I, I just was... I, I was a chronic nail biter and didn't stop. And I ran her name through a generator to see what her name would be. And and my, my hooker name is um, Chat GPT. I didn't know that you were... The whole time, I'm just picturing you as a male prostitute. But you're actually a... Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting twist at the end. I'm nightworthy. All right, you go. <laughs> Look, you got to take something from this movie and, and incorporate it into your life, right? A mantra, right. a ritual, practice. Oh, God. Yeah, man, mantra, yep, yep. What, do you, what mm-hmm. would you do? That's a good question. I, You know what? I, I, could, I wish I could find the, the Amelia, say... You know, Amelia's line, you killed the boys, Patsy, at some point. That's a that's a good line to be able to say, but I don't know what, what I would do, Nick. I, do you have any idea? I'm trying to stall here. I do, actually. Whenever I visit a dermatologist on my way out, I go, skin out! Let's skin out! And I say it to the waiting room of everybody. 
So let's skin out. Right. And they're like, do you right. mean leave? I said, no, you're no. I mean, please go in there and, and skin out with your dermatologist. And they're like, you know what? I think I will. Yeah. And it's sort of a rallying cry for them. But also for people that are on the fence that might want to leave gives them an out. I'm helping the people. I'm helping their skin in. And I'm helping their skin out. I'm helping their skin in every way they can you know, possibly interpret it. I think I'm going to incorporate this. So whenever someone's taking too long in the bathroom. So whenever someone's taking too long in the bathroom, you know, how, you know people sometimes excuse themselves and they have to go. And, you know, the big thing is, can I poop? Can I poop in a way that seems like in the length of time it seems like I'm peeing? You know what I'm saying? Because they don't they don't want you. They don't want anybody thinking they're pooping in there. Are you quoting Shakespeare? And so when they go in, I'm going to do what that guy does to Billy and just go, let your squirrel go. That's what he says (laughs) to Billy. Because Billy's taking too long. Let your squirrel go. It's not good. Is that? That is pretty good. That's pretty cute. I I can't. I can't agree less. Calling a poop squirrel. It's cute. Oh, yeah, I my get goodness. It. All right. Look, man, you've been stranded on this island all these many years, gathering debris from films, and now it's time to take something from Young Guns 2, what you're bringing to your island, baby. I'm just going like, to get it over with. I'm taking that ominous egg, egg-headed pinata <coughs> with me. You know what I'm saying? The one that, that breaks into what looks like Red Hots or something. They Whatever breaks out of that, that pinata doesn't look that great. But I think it gets shot, actually. I think it actually gets shot. Um, the crowd scatters. But I'm taking that pinata pre-broke mm. pre-broken pinata mm-hmm. looks like humpty dumpty what can i fill it with shells sand but i'm taking it what about you what are you gonna take well i mean you could pretty much figure it out i'm taking I can't the figure it out. i'm taking the gallows yeah yeah I'm taking the, the you know the hanging platform okay you know obviously it's a, there's a sad moment in this where some gallows are destroyed but th- yeah. this is in perfect perfect shape perfect and I've got it set up in the right on a nice beach for all to see. And uh, you know, I go on up there and I wrap it up around myself and I hang myself to sleep every night <laughs> on the gallows to sleep. Now, well, I didn't know I too regenerate on the island. I was trying to make a statement. I was tired of it all first time. Right. Lo and behold, I wake up fresh as teeth the next day. I'm like, I can't. Interesting. So I, I hang myself to sleep on that gallow. Every night. So at, at first it sounded like maybe you are trying to do some kind of David, David Blaine type shit, but you really were trying to I mean, honestly, do away with the world. I, I try to make it look like, oops, oopsie, mm-hmm. accidentally. Yeah, it does look like a mistake when you get up and you hang yourself. Exactly. Yeah, it looks like ex- super accidental. What, do you trip into the noose? What's this? And then you, and it keeps happening every night? Well, I mean, I, I, I regen. I'm like, I don't want to break a good thing. And then I... I Not again! <laughs> and then a bottle shows up. A bottle shows up on my shore. It washes up ashore, a little bottle with a message in it. And it's a, there's a note written in Sharpie. Yes. I know the handwriting. You know the handwriting. It says, uh, finally, someone's hung at the gallow, and it says, sign Chloe Sevigny. <laughs>
the city. 